0: Hello. It is uh Friday the 25th of September and uh normally I'd be here checking in with you and uh talking to you a little bit about the week and and such uh and I'll, you know, I'm, I'll be doing that in a different way this week because Charlie Clawson is going to join me. We did a live stream on Twitch to celebrate the season 2 Launch for DadPod, which is the uh, parenting podcast that Charlie and I do. You can find DadPod wherever you hear your podcasts. So here's uh, Charlie and me taking a couple of questions live on Twitch the other day. And um, if you like it, please dive into DadPod. Even if you're not a dad, or you're a mum dad, or you're you've got a dad, or you had a dad. Either way, we think you really enjoy it. Season one was really cool, and we're really grateful to be back for season two. So enjoy this uh, fabo.
1: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to teach your kids financial literacy but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST.
2: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care.
0: How are you going, man? How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Happy uh, first birthday to Iona. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I really had nothing to do with it <laughs> apart from the creation of life. But Oh, that's not true. That's not true.
2: Uh, it's actually, I was surprised by how much uh, we enjoyed the giving of the presents and the unwrapping of the presents. In classic child style, she was more interested in the ribbons and the paper as opposed to what was yeah. contained in. But no, it's good. We've had a good day. We went to the park. We've tested out a bunch of new toys that make noises, which I think are, are fun now, but will soon grow irritating.
0: Yeah. My former radio co-host, Maddie Acton, used to always say, I love those kind of toys because people give them to me. And then when my kid says, can these go in the bath? Yes, they can absolutely go in the bath. And then they don't make any noise anymore after that.
2: Really eerie uh, kids' toys, I've noticed that, like, they're meant to be playful and childlike, but when it's, you know, one one in the morning, and you're sneaking through the living room, and you step on one, and he's like, <laughs> it can be really, really
0: unnerving. Totally, one of the ones that Wolfgang has. It's almost like the baby version of Instagram, in uh, that it knows it hasn't been played with in a little while, and if it hears a noise, it goes, <laughs> and he goes, "What's that?" And he goes down and checks it out. What
2: is your uh, vibe on like? wolfie and uh ipads and mobile phones and stuff like iona is obsessed if she sees a phone come out like straight away she wants it like she wants to grab it when she wants to get a hold of it and some parents i speak to are like you know that's just the way of the world like as long as you know they want to play with the phone and touch it and see how it works and that's fine not saying like let them connect to the 5g and look up whatever they want but do you let Wolfie play with your phone or an iPad or anything like
0: that? Wolfie does grab the phone. If you're holding it, he grabs it off you. And he, um, on, on occasion, he does on occasion like kind of grab it and take photos with it. We did get him, you know, the one from the baby shop, the pretend phone. It's got a mirror in it and it's got a button that's got tactile things. And so initially he was right into that. But then he's like, no, I want the one that you guys look at all day. I mean, because let's be honest, it's an object that he sees everyone in the room have except him. So, like, of course he wants it. Yeah, I've been trying
2: really, really hard to kind of just not have the phone at the dinner table or anywhere where she can see me because, but you know what, like sometimes you have to answer a work call or an email yeah. or whatever. But then the other part of me is like, well, maybe – we're just old fashioned. Maybe our view of iPhones is the way our parents saw TV, which is like, don't sit too close or your eyes will grow square. Maybe this next generation, because they're growing up with the technology, maybe it'll be more integrated and less
0: distracting. I don't know. Oh, I don't know, man. Uh, have you seen The Social Dilemma? I've been putting off watching it because I don't want to learn any hard truths. On today's show, we're probably just going to take some questions and, uh, and try to uh, convince you to get onto DadPod. You find it wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can listen to Charlie's other podcasts. He's got about 17 different podcasts, including Two Guys, One Cup. Uh, That's awesome with Charlie Clausen, and, of course, uh, Toe Fop. And now DadPod, Season 2 of DadPod. Uh, in fact, we should probably kick things off because, you know, this is a celebratory, very special DadPod Q&A Season 2 launch party. We should kick off with the uh, with the theme song. If you've never heard the DadPod theme song, it's made by a bloke called Toe Hider who's on Twitch, and it's amazing. Are you ready, Charlie? It's that part, that part. Let's get for for you your headphones in? Because the baby's sleeping. Oh. <laughs> Ask for some questions on Instagram, Charlie. We've got a bunch of questions come through here. Joe's asked the question. We have a 22-month-old and a nine-month-old. What are your favourite books to read the kids, Charlie?
2: I have, uh, I have quite a few. Peach, Pear, Plum, which is a kind of book that I think was written in the 70s, which is like an ice fly book, which each page you're looking for a famous literary character, whether that's Tom Thumb or Old Mother Hubbard. I enjoy that book more than Iona does. I often reach for that one, and she's got to the point now where she's smacking it out of my hands. Uh, a more um, a recent book is Where is the Green Sheep? by mem fox which is uh, very simple i mean they're all simple books i guess but uh simple in its uh, illustration but the way you get through the book and it's a perfect bedtime book because it all leads up to finding the sheep asleep under the under the bushes and the way it's structured and written it's a great one when you've done the the last bottle feed and you've had a little bit of a play and you just want a little settler where is the green sheep is is a is a great book what about yours Osh?
0: We've got a few. I prefer the ones that are made out of heavy-duty freight-grade cardboard because Wolf tends to just go, oh, really? (laughs) we will just pull pages directly out of the kids' books. So where is the green sheep? We've got that one. It's a really good one. Our dear friend Cleo, Cleo wrote a book called Whose Poo Are You? And it's a book all about how to tell which native animals live nearby by looking at the poo that you find around and it's got a great repetitive line whose poo are you of every every end of every page it ends with that uh, so you get to say the word poo which is fun and uh, it's how we figured out we had not only ring possums but also brush tail possums in our backyard the difference in the poo
2: um i find that uh, if there was any book critic wants to jazz up their review style take a leaf out of iona's book she will rip a page if she's not enjoying a book she'll grab and tear there's a half a dozen casualties sitting in the bottom of the shelf where she's gotten bored halfway right through and just torn a page out.
0: It's the, it's the baby equivalent of a flip a table is to rip, to rip a page. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. I was actually at a library today. I did a, a thing, Charlie, where you read kids' books. It's a camera for a really interesting uh, bunch of people who, who do that kind of thing. And I just got so excited all of a sudden because there's more kids' books than you could ever want in your entire life. And I just imagined, wouldn't this be amazing? You come here with the kids and go and go and pick five. And come back and and they had couches everywhere and read them. And then I thought, oh, no, this is just like the worst place in the world to ever be during a pandemic because all anyone does is finger these things and lick them and spit and sneeze all over these objects. So I got really sad, (laughs) really sad (laughs) that I wasn't able to go down to the library with our kids.
2: We can look forward to that time and we can once again go back to the library once we can sanitise
0: her. Uh, Who's poo you uh, and where is the green sheep and – there's another really good one. Oh, Piranhas Don't Eat Bananas.
1: Oh, I haven't heard of that one. Mm-hmm.
0: Piranhas Don't Eat Bananas. It's a really good one because uh, it's got the word bum in it as well. That's always fun. But I will say I've got a gripe, Charlie. I've got a bit of a, got a, bit of a gripe. I have, I've had it up to here, Charlie, here, here with kids' book authors that don't get the rhyming schemes right. They don't get the syllables right. You're a thespian, you're an actor, you time it out. You want to make sure you hit the beats. It's an A, B, A, B rhyming scheme. It's Five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables, seven 12 syllables. I can't make this work. I can't make the rhythm. My iambic pentameter is all out of whack now, and it's nearly bedtime. Of that books be
2: like, but there are a few of these children's books where I'm like, you are not even trying here. There is one, and I don't want to name the author or the book, but it's like you're using the same word to rhyme. That doesn't count. It doesn't rhyme if it's the same word. That's a cheat.
0: Oh, abs- absolutely. No, that, that's but, – but, you know, there's pretty pictures and the kids just going, yeah, put me to bed. So they probably don't care very much. But, yeah, I hope those books' uh, recommendations uh, get you along the way. Thanks very much for the, the questions. We are taking your questions to celebrate the opening of Dad Pod Season 2. Uh, that is the poster in the, in the back up behind Charlie's shoulder. You've got a great mullet there, Charlie. I've got to say, man, it's uh
2: – A lot of people have said that. They've said that maybe this is a new look for me. I think it's also the high-waisted mum jeans – double yeah. denim tuck i think i've always said that my era like i should have been an adult in the 80s that was when fashion would have really really suited me i know technically like the weapon three is probably the early 90s but that's the kind of look that suits me
0: uh, katie has sent a question in on the instagram charlie you can sell as an instagram story if you want to put your questions in there just go find the instagram story you can pop it in there or we have an email address askdadpod at gmail.com uh, katie wants to know the least important items that other people highly recommended you have.
2: Ah, oh, that's a good question.
0: There are things that we thought everyone was like, oh, no, man, you've absolutely you've got to get this. You know, you've absolutely 100%. You've got to get one of these. And uh, like, for example, Jolly Jumper, all right? Jolly Jumper, shitload of fun, once. And then now we've got a thing that I'm going to have to put on Gumtree. I think the stuff that
2: we have the most of that we've used the least would be teething rings. Yeah. We got so many like of those jelly teething rings, the ones you put in the fridge. And I reckon there was probably – maybe a week period where she, we used a teething ring, but then you sort of just move on to like food, husks and, and things like that. You know, she's much more content with a slice of carrot than she is with uh, any, any of those teething rings. I don't, I find they're overrated. And it's, again, it's plastic, a lot of plastic, that's the other thing, you know, when you're buying stuff, kid, you're trying to avoid plastic as much as you can, but it's really, really hard.
0: Yeah, I mean, everything's everything's made of plastic. In the words of my friend, every piece of plastic ever manufactured still exists, and eventually your kid's going to put it in their mouth. But, yeah, I I definitely I would agree with you, Charlie. Like, Wolf wasn't interested. He he has this beautiful, it's like a skull shape from my friend Carla, uh, my hair and makeup artist, Carla, who introduced me to Audrey. He has this beautiful skull kind of chewy thing, but he would literally rather chew on the kind of acrylic of the dog leash Mm. because it's a better feel under his mouth
2: yeah yeah no i think the one if you are
0: going to get a teething toy uh sophie you answer this next question this is from gromeo how far can the saints go and how is fatherhood going for you both answer the hardest question first
2: uh okay well the hardest question would be how fatherhood's going because that's it that will be an eternal eternally evolving question i'll start with the saints one because i think that's got a finite end and then i'll get back to fatherhood um look Will and I recorded a two-guys-one cup yesterday, and I said to him that I am content now with where the Saints have arrived at. The last month, I felt a lot of tension because will we make the finals, will we not make the finals? And now that we've made the finals, I feel like that's a pass mark. And so if we don't go any further than that, then I'm okay with this year. I honestly don't think that we could win it from our position on the ladder. I think of the bottom four teams in the final eight, probably the Bulldogs or the Eagles are most likely to win it. But, you know, it's one of those seasons where on any given day, any team can beat any team. So I'm not saying never, but I just don't think this year is St Kilda's year. Now, in terms of fatherhood, I'm loving it. I really was not – I was not a reluctant father, but I was sceptical about my own abilities to be able to do this because I have friends who are great dads and I just – wasn't sure that i had that same capacity for kind of like patience you know when you've been um not a single person but when you've been someone who has only had to worry about yourself or your partner for the longest time i mean and i've been together almost uh, 16 years the idea of suddenly having something in your life that it takes priority is like a huge world-changing event for you and so i've been really surprised by how much i love giving over that kind of priority it's actually to take the, your, the focus off yourself is a is a really excellent thing to do and she's getting to the age now and she's just turned 1 today where she's really really engaged and it's not that you know the 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 12 months leading up to that you're not having moments but now you're really starting to get the reward because she really sees me you know and we really have kind of like we have we have things like running jokes now we have um just little games that we play. Uh, You might have seen, if you follow me on Instagram, I put up a a video of uh, Iona showing off her telekinesis. And that's a little thing I discovered. She'd wave her hand at me while she was at dinner, and so I'd start moving my head as if she was controlling me with her mind. And so that has now become a thing. Now, having said that, it might be dangerous because every person she meets now, she tries to control them with their mind. So at some point, I think I'm going to have to wean her off the, the idea that she's Carrie. (laughs) Uh, But for now, I love it So fatherhood's going great Thank you very much for asking And I hope the Saints do win the Grand Final But I don't think we will
0: Uh, Would you you need to change the name of your podcast
2: if they did? Well, two guys, one cup came from the idea That the Bulldogs and the Saints had only ever won one cup each And then in the first year of doing our podcast The Bulldogs win their second cup So the premise of our show was torpedoed in the very first year And we didn't change it then So I doubt we'd change it now (laughs)
0: Right, fair enough. Fatherhood's going great. I've got uh two kids, one's 16 who's just finished grade 11 and one's 13 months old and um it's it's really interesting but exactly what Charlie just said and I really agree with you. I'm really grateful for the idea of like no longer putting myself first, you know? The the idea that for so long, everything that I wanted to do was the thing that was most important. And though I'm still a selfish son of a bitch and I'll still get caught up in things and I'll still do stuff and focus on stuff and build stupid 3D rendered imaginary living rooms so you and I can do a Twitch stream. I still, you know, really want to be there for for these kids and and I'm grateful for what it does for me in my head to get out of my own head and be of service to other people.
2: In in general, changes in life are good. I, I think that nothing stays in stasis forever i think that i think that is more unhealthy than the change like we all fear change for obvious reasons because it's the unknown but i think it's kind of good to have that challenge and there is no challenge more demanding than parenthood and look the one thing i'd say is if i can do it <laughs> i would argue that anyone can do it because Prior to being a dad, like I was a, a man child. That <laughs> was, I really was uh, living life for just myself and, and Gemma. And I really like what it's brought out in me, but I also love having this family unit expand, you know, like Osh had a daughter already. So it's a little different for us, but you know, that cliche about the love growing, it it really is true. I mean, today we went to the park and we were just, the three of us were rolling around on the grass together and just laughing, you know, and it's like, Gemma and I have been together for 15 years and, you know, our relationship is is solid as, but we were never going to get to that point you know, experience that just on our own. Like uh, something had to change. Someone else had to come into it. And I'm not talking a sexy, uh, (laughs) like a sexy polygamous kind of change. I mean, like the child and it's just been great. Like it's just, uh, uh, I've had such a wonderful year and it's flown by too. That's the other thing.
0: Yeah, I I would agree with you. Like my relationship with Audrey is so different now as well. And I'm really grateful for it. It's so transformed in so many ways, which I'm really, really, really grateful for. And yeah, it's just, it's the best. It really brings a whole different, I mean, it comes with a lot of stress, obviously, and a lot of change and that's okay, but I'm really, I'm real grateful for it. A a question came in from Brendan. Are you scared or any other adjective of your children growing up? Well, I guess, you know, every day that Wolfie gets a little bit less like a dumpling, it's a bit sad because he's really wonderful, dumpling-y and cute, but that every day that something cute and babyhood goes, something awesome comes in. Like, for example, he's got a bunny that he sleeps with. And when he gets out of bed now, it's like, okay, bunny can't come with us, man. Bunny stays in the cot. He says, okay. And he puts bunny down and he pats bunny three or four times, like, good night, bunny, like we pat him when it's bedtime. And, like, he wasn't doing that a week ago. And that's, like, incredible because it means that he's he's growing in a in a new and profound way. But as well, it's then, oh, then that cute kind of baby, baby part is now never, ever coming back. But that's all a part of it.
2: For a, uh, like, I don't know if it was a meme or whatever it was, like a poster online that sort of broke down the stages of your child and how long those periods are. And it's like, well, you know, they're a a newborn for this long, they're an infant for this long, they're a toddler for this long. And it really is two to three year chunks or, you know, less at the start. And then, you know, two to three years, two to three years. And so each of the, that's not a a long time to really soak in that stage. And even looking back at photos of Iona in the first six months, I'm like, who is that baby? Like, she's so completely different now. And I constantly have to remind myself when I am tempted to sort of just, you know, grab my phone and scroll through Twitter or whatever, just to sort of remind myself, be with your daughter because this moment is passing and you will never get it back. So in terms of uh, things I fear, I fear missing out on stuff like that being too caught up on my own stuff that I I don't notice it. Although I must admit last week I was out waiting for some takeaway out in the street and I saw a a carload of people fly by girls screaming Drake at the top of their lungs. I was like, holy shit, (laughs) how am I going to cope when she gets to that age?
0: Let's talk a little bit about season two of DadPod. There's some pretty excellent guest dads because what we wanted to do with this season of DadPod, DadPod season two, this time with facts, we wanted to kind of relive and try to provide a bit more of a robust set of uh, ideas and things that you could draw on if you are an expectant father or, or someone who's, you know, a new baby's coming into life and it's been a while since you've had one. And so we actually, this time, we actually hired a researcher Brianna, she was really good. She's
2: learned so much about pregnancy and and parenthood now that she's like, I don't know, (laughs) I don't know.
0: It was pretty interesting. Uh, we also had some pretty fantastic guest dads as well. So we're going to talk about this for a second. I'd love to take some questions from the chat here on Twitch. So if you've got any questions or ideas or your own experiences uh, with your kids, please jump in the chat and let us know. We are live on Twitch right now. Some of the guest dads that we've got coming up, I'm pretty proud of. We've got some pretty big names on the show in Season 2 of Dad Pod. Peter Fitzsimons comes on and just bestows some, you know, coming to that, you know, Australian rugby union Wallabies kind of wisdom upon us. You can just imagine him, you know, facing down a harker of the All Blacks at the same time as like trying to be a dad and, and bringing his children into the world. The thing about
2: Peter's perspective as it is coming from a different generation, you know, like he was a father 20 years ago or even more, 25 years ago. And so I think, it's interesting because we speak to dads, you know, who, are, who have kids of all different ages and hearing how attitudes towards fatherhood and parenting in general have changed is really, really interesting.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we've got some pretty new some new dads as, as well. Charlie Pickering joined us. Of course, he's just had his second baby. and He's got a wolf as well. They're catching. And that was great to talk to Charlie. I believe Harley Breen joined us, uh, which was pretty fantastic. And I'm very happy that we even got to speak – from uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, we got to speak to Isaac Hanson on season two of Dad Pod, which was it was pretty epic, dude.
2: Yeah, and we also, while we're in the states, we also spoke to Jet Wilkinson, our first ever mum
0: dad. Absolutely, and and Jet Wilkinson, if you don't know, Jet Wilkinson, uh, she and I used to work together on Channel V, and then she worked on on Home and Away for a long time, and she re- directed. I think she ended up directing about. 200 episodes of Neighbours and 400 episodes of Home and Away. And she's now overseas being in the States, being one of the most accomplished and profoundly successful female directors of uh, all time. Oh. <laughs> she, and she still found time to talk to us about what it was like having a baby with her wife. It was great.
2: It's a very exciting lineup this year. Very excited for people here. Who we like to
0: Question here from Aesthetic Psych in the chat on Twitch. Um, There's been a lot of contempt towards fatherhood over the last few decades. However, the literature is finally catching up to the importance of fatherhood, a lot of resilience as well as re- resilience development with kids, as well as rough play, which is incredibly important for young boys. Oh, psychology literature. Yeah, and that's right. You know, and that's uh, part of the reason why Charlie and I wanted to start this show because uh, certainly when, when Audrey and I found out we were pregnant, I went and bought the book, you know, What to Expect When You're Expecting, and all it really was was just pretty much just physiologically and very much from the female perspective, there was not a lot from the men's side of things, which is really important. You know, it's like, how are you going to expect that if, you know, you're in a kind of heteronormative relationship, how are you going to expect it to, to work out if the bloke doesn't know what the hell to do? Certainly if he's never had the experience of seeing a baby, come, uh, you know, grow in the house and have some ideas, geez, I've learned a lot. Since we finished recording this season, Charlie, it's been even crazier. Like how much stuff I've learned about babyness Spin bananas.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I think also, too, you know, there was a, a, a willingness with this show. There is an acceptance of, well, you're just a daggy dad, and, you know, you, you're a hands off and you're awkward with your kids, and, you know, you sort of leave things up to mum. And I don't know, we, we both sort of spoke about it. And it was like, well, that's not really kind of the dads we want to be. And that's not really like a lot of the dads I know are. You know, they're very hands on and they're very involved. And we wanted to create something that sort of reflected that attitude towards um, fatherhood. Yeah. And again, you know, we, we, we're not trying to say that we're not coming into this as experts by any stretch. It's more about, this is our lived experience and this is what we're learning along the way. And from the perspective of being involved dad, you know, be someone who is there, uh, not just as a support during pregnancy and, and, and labor and stuff, but you know, once the child is born, it's like, well, how can you be an active member of your child's life?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, the, Podcast was also a reaction to this kind of trope in all the commercials you see on TV. They're like, oh, it's the schlub dad who doesn't know what to do. It's always the punchline, you know. The Yet we lionize the dad who's this influence and almost king like figure in a child's life. But in popular culture, it's almost, you're kind of not allowed to be that. I, I don't know. It was kind of weird. Interesting ones coming through the chat here. Uh, Deadpan wants to know how much stock do you put into the saying, it takes a village to raise a child?
2: I reckon that's very accurate. I mean, (laughs) even on just like a basic practical level, you know, uh, Jem's uh, parents are both overseas. Both my parents have passed away. And so initially early on, we were very much on our own. And then when we started sort of dipping our toe back into working life again and all that kind of stuff, we really had to rely on friends and, uh, you know, my, my siblings and we thought we could sort of go it alone. And then, you know, we were talking about things like daycare and stuff, which is all well and good, but you really do need to kind of reach out to your friends and and family as well. Like, and I think that's great. Like my, I dropped Iona, I had a couple of jobs on yesterday, so I dropped Iona around to my sister's place and, Part of me is like, oh, I feel like I'm burdening them. But then when I went around to pick her up, my sister was having the best time with her niece. And it's like, don't discount the fact that people want to hang out with your kid. I was really surprised when we got pregnant and, and had a baby, the amount of people who were just overjoyed and so excited and desperate to come meet us. And I remember talking to my friend, Benji, who's got a couple of kids, and I was explaining this to him and he's gone, yeah, man, but it's because it's about life, you know, this yeah. is... Why we're on this planet? People get excited about the continuation of the species, and so that idea of like having the community around the child—it makes perfect sense, even on the most primary level. It's because we want to—we want our species to continue, so we protect, we educate, and comfort. The the children that we have in our lives.
0: And you are really right. You're really also giving the gift that we spoke about before about the growing that you get to do as a parent. You're giving that to another person. But even if it's just a half an hour, a little gift of them going, I just watched a small human discover and see a seagull for the first time. Holy shit. And just kind of you're connected to that moment of presence that that kids have that is just almost impossible to regain as an adult. As far as it takes a village from our, our side of things, man, we've got incredibly we've got Audrey's mum staying with us at the moment and she is just the greatest like the it was so lucky Uh, because they're up in Queensland And as you you may or may not be aware there's a bit of a kerfuffle with coming and going from Queensland or has been for the last few months at least so um all their grandkids are down here so they haven't been able to get down for ages and so to have Audrey's mum with us for a couple of weeks is just Super good, particularly after – I was away for five weeks down in Melbourne um, making Masked Singer and then got locked there for two more weeks with COVID. And um, Audrey was by herself. You know, she was trying to pull it all together with the teenager and the baby and, you know, trying to keep the house going and all that kind of stuff. And it was just – mate, it can be done, but, jeez, it's hard. You really, really? Don't, have, don't have time for yourself. You don't have time to do anything.
2: Last time I came around to see you guys for Audrey's birthday and she was sort of saying – Look, if you need an hour and uh, just drop Iona around. And it was like, it's such a simple gesture, but my God, that would make a huge difference, you know? Because prior to that, you know, there'd been uh, uh, like a bunch of days where I was juggling work. Jen was, you know, away shooting and I'm, you know, getting a booking for a voiceover. And it's like, geez, if I could just find someone to take her for an hour. And so, if Audrey would even make that offer, it was like, oh, yeah, that would help so much.
0: Yeah, and that's, I guess, what you can really do. So, Deadpan, thanks very much for your question because, yeah, it does take a village and uh, if there are people in your life that do have kids, helping them out might not look like. Looking after the kids, it might look like, can I get you anything from the grocery store? Do you need me to pick you something up when I'm out? Can I give somebody a ride? Can I pick up one of your kids from doing something? Like, Can I offer logistical services elsewhere? Can I organise the possum guy? Oh, man, I've got to tell you my whole possum story. Oh, Charlie, the possums the bloody possums in my roof because it's not it's not the possums that's a problem. It's the dog that barks at the possums and then the dog wakes the baby and then that's everything's a problem. But, you know, you may need someone to sort you out with a possum guy, you know, and that could also really help. Hey, cheers for the question, uh, Dead Pound. I really appreciate that. One more question. Uh, oh, very quick on it. It's, it's not really like baby stuff, but Tiana wants to know, as one of your kids uh, is transitioning into year 12, what advice would you give your child to prepare for it? Oh, man. I think. The, the only thing I would, and it's, it's never, it's going to fall on deaf ears, I think, you know, cause it could never get told to me. I'm Charlie, I'm sure you're the, you're the same. It's like, just try to think twice about whatever it is. Cause things can be so exciting when you are that car full of kids screaming Drake songs at the top of your lungs, flying down Bondi road or Parramatta road or Logan road or Gimpy road or whatever road or Green Hill road in Adelaide or whatever bloody road it is. And it's the best time of your life. You know, it's, it's very hard to go should we really be doing 85 in a 60 zone? Should I really be, you know, trying to film this at all angles and putting my camera in the driver's face? Like you might not be thinking all that stuff because it's just so exciting being that age. Life is so incredible. So I guess that's the, you know, just like anything, just try and think twice about stuff and just work as hard as you can. That's it. You know, you can only you can control how hard you work to make your dreams come true, right? So work as hard as you can. And then when you do the test, if you lie in bed at night afterwards and go, you know, I gave it a good shot. I did everything I could and the result comes back. It might not be a great result from zero to a hundred, but if it's the best you could do, that's the best you could do. And that's all you can ask for. Really? I think that,
2: in mind is high school as uh as serious and uh, as full-on as it can be is not the be all and the end all many many people have found a satisfying fulfilling careers after high school when they maybe did not achieve the marks that they thought they wanted to achieve there is a much bigger world out there yeah the only thing i would say i had a great um mentor in high school and before i started my final year she Encourage me to only select subjects that I enjoyed doing. I went to a school that was very much focused on sciences, maths and sciences, and they wanted everyone to be doctors and lawyers. But I was much more uh, into the humanity subjects. And I was doing maths and science because I felt like I had to. But then she was the one who told me, look, just drop them. You'll be much more productive and you'll work a lot harder if you enjoy the subjects. And it was the best advice I got. And I ended up getting really good marks, even though I was doing Mickey Mouse subjects. I enjoyed my final year of high school immensely and it sort of set me on the path where I am now. So that would be my advice to you.
0: Bloody, that is very, very clever. I wish I'd followed that because when I was in high school, my ego wouldn't let me take veg maths, even though I really should have taken veg maths. I took the hard maths and I just, I got like, it was just demoralizing every single day. I really should have taken veg maths. I would have done pretty good. There's many other names we call that maths, but none of them I could say out loud. But you know, maths for rowers, we'll call it, or maths for footballers was what we also called it.
2: Controversial, but you went with that anyway, but I'm sure. Well like, look, I, oh, look, I was in veg maths too. So
0: <laughs> What was the other one we call it? Maths in space. We called it maths in space. There's a lot, a lot of names for it, but hey, if you got, to, if you got to take that maths, take that maths because uh, some people's brains work differently. And as Charlie said, high school is not the end of everything. Yeah, great advice, Charlie. Charlie is everybody's high school mentor because that's what Dad Pod is all about. Look, this has been a quick stream, but it's been a good stream. There's 300 people with us right now, Charlie, which is pretty rad. How good's the view out the window, though? I'm pretty happy with the view out the window. it the right way. Yeah. Where's, the, where's the window? There's the window. Oh, it's a beautiful view. Beautiful view out the window. It's really. It's really quite, really quite lovely. Um, <laughs> so thanks, everybody, for joining us. DadPod Season 2 is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Just search DadPod, D-A-D-P-O-D. Uh, season 1 is the artwork that is there. There, that's the Season 1 artwork, and that's the Season 2 artwork. Um <laughs> But you're seriously, Charlie, your mullet is just fantastic. You should go with that for summer, I think. In Mel Gibson's stunt double back in the 90s, couldn't I? Yeah. Well, I reckon you should go – you should grow one out for the summertime. You've got all the tank tops. It would look really good with all your wrestling merch.
2: I tried to uh, grow my hair out, I did, and, and then I, I went and see my, my my regular barber, and I told her I was growing my hair out, but she didn't listen. She cut it all off, and I was too embarrassed to let her know that she'd stuffed up. I don't know. Somehow it became my fault.
0: No, nah, man, you should just walk in there with a the poster of Mel Gibson and Lethal Weapon Years and go, look, I'm, I'm just going for this. I'm going for the, 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 the Mel Gibson mullet look, and um, I need to be there by March. I've got a roll. Lie. Say, I've got a roll. Walking with a portable fan and just, like, turn my head slow. Always. Always. I, tra- I travel with one at all I've got one right here. You know, USB powered, mate. USB power, that's the way forward. You've got to take it wherever you go. We're back, we're bad, look out, we're both dads. Oh, my God, I made it work.
2: <laughs> yeah, thank
0: God. <laughs> Dad Pod Season 2 is out wherever you get your um, podcasts. Plenty of fantastic guests and uh, epic inductees to the Dad Pod Hall of Fame, which uh, just goes to a next level this year, which is pretty, pretty epic. The quarantine mullet. Yes, it was, it was your quarantine mullet, wasn't it? It was the quarantine mullet that got cut off hope we don't have to go back into quarantine so I can grow a new one. Maybe you can just work really hard at making it happen, Charlie. You absolute legend. Happy birthday to Iona. It's her first birthday today, and you took time out to come and make a silly Twitch stream. You uh, legend.
2: You guys can't hear this, but I can hear a, a full-on meltdown happening in the living room right oh, now. Shit,
0: you better go. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks you everybody for watching. Dad Pod season two. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Bye everybody. <laughs>